Growing up, my guest today was surrounded by music, so it's not a surprise that she's climbing the music charts, and along the way, co-starring on the big and small screen with many of Hollywood's finest. Let's meet her on an all-new episode of Up Next. Hi everyone, it's John Contratti, and welcome to another episode of Up Next. My guest today is a singer, songwriter, actress with an impressive resume. With many music CDs and acting alongside Bruce Willis, Andy McDowell, to name a few. She now has an upcoming new CD where she got to collaborate with an Academy Award nominated actress. So let's hear about that and lots more with my special guest, Haley Sales. <laughs> Hi, well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad you're here. Let's start from the beginning. You... <laughs> I'm like, where do we start? <laughs> let's start from the beginning. You grew up, what, Washington, D.C.? Yeah. So my, my parents are wonderfully eccentric hippies that got to be in DC during that whole, the whole thing in the sixties, shall we say. And I was born there, uh, lived there till they decided to pack up a van and move me and my two brothers and all our belongings to Portland, Oregon. So then I, uh, I spent a decent amount of my, my childhood in Portland before they packed up all their belongings again in a van and moved to Canada to a blueberry farm. <laughs> So come, a bit of a nomadic life. <laughs> you come from a musical family. Your father was a musician, a sound engineer, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he started out with his own band, actually. Again, back in the in the sixties and seventies, that did quite well. And uh, then he moved into developing his own recording studio, and yeah, he got to work with you know Miles Davis and the Ramones, and he was either the engineer or producer, and. He's a genius, and he looks like Santa Claus mixed with Jerry Garcia. It's pretty awesome. So you're surrounded by music. There's no other choice for you. I'm going to be a singer. You know, I I I must have come in wanting to do it because I definitely chose the right family, <laughs> and I very quickly loved it. I mean, my one of my favorite things as a kid was my mom was always she was busy taking care of my grandma who'd had a stroke, and so my dad was my caretaker and he would plot me on the little mixed console in the recording studio in our house. And I just sit there in my little diaper, listening to all the music that these incredible local R and B and jazz artists were concocting. It was, I loved it. Play any instruments? Did you musically that way? Yeah, I, uh, I got very into piano. Um, I, I started taking lessons at five, but I, yeah, I, I fell in love with the 1940s music. The piano seemed like, the most uh, supportive instrument for that. And I was a very interesting little kid. <laughs> I was a handful. You studied at Northwest Academy? Yes, Portland, Oregon. It's uh, a phenomenal, very small uh, art school uh, that I was lucky enough to be a part of. It, there were 80 kids in the whole school. And it had this great setup where you, you know, you do all your your the curriculum that you have to do as a student and then after school hours there it was this plethora of everything from dance to screenwriting to meisner technique acting lessons and you would basically go all like they're all different locations around portland oregon and you just bust around to all your extracurricular classes till 10 p.m at night it was it was a dream i mean i loved it like can I go uh, again? <laughs> while, while training, many production you do theater productions like musicals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I uh, I got very into theater and in general musicals. I loved Shakespeare. Anything that was romantic and dramatic, I was I was a fan of. 
So you you mentioned Vancouver. Is that when you were finished? Is that when your family moved to Vancouver after you graduated from um, the academy? Yeah. Well, I I I had I had the itch to to get out of school and start my career pretty young. So I actually took two years at once. And so I was 16 when I graduated, and that was when my parents were like, "Guess what? We're moving to a blueberry farm on an island." I wasn't incredibly excited about this move. I wanted to be moving south to LA, not to a remote farm with chickens. Uh, but I moved up to the farm for about a half year and before going to LA and wound up, I love it. I mean, it's, it actually really changed me because having that solitude and so few distractions really got me uh, into learning how to produce my own music in the studio. Cause that was the only thing I had. I'm like, oh, I have a recording studio. How can I entertain this my 16 year old anxious self? <laughs> Is that where acting came in when you went to Vancouver? You started studying acting at that point as well? I, I continued. Yeah. You know, I, I'd been doing that alongside music throughout my whole life, being in love with theater. I didn't see them as different in some ways. It just, I didn't realize they were different until I realized as a career you had to choose at that point, at least. But I, 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 got more into it professionally into film and tv once i moved to vancouver yeah it was a great was, place to go for theater and film what was your first major acting role to do a film a little film or something <laughs> well let's see i mean my first major theater role was when i lied about my age when i was 12 i looked older than i was i'm i grew up very quickly and uh it was a college production of romeo and juliet and i just signed my name up showed up thinking i'd get you know girl number 200 or something and I wound up getting Juliet and I didn't tell them my age till the opening night <laughs> but as far as film and tv actually my first my first role was on the island and it was one of those amazingly bad teen horror films um when I was 16 it was oh it's so bad but it was so fun <laughs> was that was that sleepover nightmare how did you get it yes you have done your research that thing far as i'm concerned could disappear into the ether <laughs> never be seen but yes that was my first my first official role in film here in vancouver so at what point then you decide okay i'm going to california los angeles you know i i was i was 17 or i was 16 and a half actually just about 17 and uh i i had always wanted to go to la and i i had an agent and a manager down there and I only realized in hindsight that I was definitely too young to go by myself to that city. Um, and I, I truly believe it was, you know, everything happens for a reason, but I was only 120 pounds, but was told that I was a little overweight and developed a pretty bad eating disorder uh, in LA and wound up losing my voice because of it, because of all the reflux. And had to forfeit some incredible movie roles and go back to the blueberry farm after about a half a year. But again, I, you know, I, I'm glad because it really refocused or recalibrated me on creating my own material and my own music. And that's when I did my first record. Would we know those roles that you had to turn down that you look back? At? <laughs> there, Would we know one of them? Few. I'll just say that something was uh there. There were some pretty big ones that I yeah. I was close to, but it's okay. I, you know what? The people that got them were so good that they deserve the role. <laughs> I, I always like those type of stories. I also like the type of stories where 
you know, someone famous turned down a major role. So, and then you think about yeah. what would it be like with, um, you know, right. It is pretty role. fascinating because yeah. especially with films, there's every, you know, you watch these audition tapes of the XYZ auditioning for the office and there's so many different ways you can approach one role and it's, and then you see the person who got it and you're like, you know what? That's perfect. You were perfect for that part. <laughs> so you go back home and you're writing music and your first album was what first flight you are really good at sleuthing yes that was my first record uh it was more of a demo record i'd say uh but yeah that i i finished that as soon as my voice came back i sang all the vocals over the songs i've been producing and uh then just independently released it and started promoting my own tour and going around and that's how I wound up being discovered by universal music and right. I didn't realize how easy I had it honestly right. like looking back I'm like you idiot <laughs> it so, was so easy it got so hard so that's what universal music Canada is that the yeah the, yeah island mm-hmm. records was, right they, and, they, and your first CD yeah. was called Sun Seed that for yeah them? okay mm-hmm. yeah that was a fun one so we we did that and had pretty great success internationally and it led to lots of touring and it, right. again you're, it was amazing you're part of the, you know you become part of the top 40 and you're a brand new best new artist so mm. I, I was pretty uh, pretty amazing I you know I've, I've since had a lot of experiences that made have made me grateful for how the first part of my experience in this industry unfolded. Like I was with an incredible team. The president, Randy Lennox was just such a sweetheart and supportive. They let me produce my own album, like all these things that you'd think as a team, you're not going to get from a major label. And I was, I was just, I really came in through an incredibly supported entrance versus some of the stories you hear. When you weren't touring, did you also live in Australia? (laughs) I did. I fell in love with an Aussie. (laughs) Oh, okay <laughs> and and i i mean who doesn't right at some point in life but i also just at that point was very in, in love with surfing and uh found that it, it was the one thing that kind of calmed me down and australian surfing music hot boyfriend it all kind of coincided and i i wound up going down there on and off for about two years actually while you know while still touring around the world and whatnot i love it there it's really amazing yeah. So you're recording in Los Angeles, you know, acting and stuff like that. Um, see, I remember you from Cedar Cove. I remember oh, that. Yeah, my, my mom watched that show all the time. So in passing, yeah. or I, I would be changing my own channels. I'm like, you know, I remember. Oh, you that was a fun one. That was my actual breakout role, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from Sleep Overnight. Yeah. You, uh, you were a folk singer on that show. Yeah. yeah. And they let me sing my own songs. Man. Which was incredible. And and Andy McDowell is just probably the sweetest human I've ever met. She's just just so sweet. Like I, I we're still friends and I just she took me under her wing. My heart was beating so fast because that you know, it's my first time in a long time getting to be, you know, on camera in that in that fashion. And I was it was the first scene was me sobbing my eyes out to her. And she was the first person I got to act with and I just remember her like coming over and being like you know it's okay like you're doing fantastic let's just let's just like do some improv and she completely calmed me down because they could hear my heart on the mic 
<laughs> so yeah, I love her. That was a great experience. You were Josh Brolin's wife in Deadpool 2. What was that like? That film is it was Deadpool, the first one was so huge, and then you get to be in the sequel. Yeah. You know what's amazing about that too is I from audition process to day of had never seen the script because they've been having so many issues with you know people trying to because it was such a big deal in mean, Sorry, <laughs> losing my headphones. Um, it was such a big deal. And I showed up on the day and found out who my character was. And all, it was just, Ryan was, Ryan Reynolds was there to greet me. Like he didn't have to be, he wasn't in the scenes and he was the sweet, he was really sweet human. Um, but again, probably one of the most incredible people I've met in this. I mean, I feel like I'm going to keep saying that cause I'm so, I've managed to meet incredible people in this industry. But yeah. I, I, I couldn't believe I got to be in it. And uh, it was really fun, like getting to be involved with all the stunt work and and whatnot. I love I loved it. I don't know the one of your films that I saw is um, just for the summer, which I think is. Streaming oh, you on- watched it. Yeah, I think it, it's, stream- <laughs> it's streaming. It's streaming on Amazon now, I believe. It's, it's it out is. there. Yeah. I just found that out. I'm like, you yeah. go just for the summer. Yeah. Uh, that was really fun. Yeah. I've- nice rom-com. I know. Just a cute, it's a cute little feel good movie. The grandmas in it are hilarious, you know. Falling in falling in lakes is fun. All that, all the stuff you want from a rom com. <laughs> and also uh, streaming now on Tubi is Corrective Measures with you, where you star opposite Bruce Willis. And what yes. was that? What is that like? I mean, he's been in the news now for you know, you know oh, kind of sad. It, it totally breaks my heart. He he was a force of nature. Like getting to work with him taught me more than all the acting classes I've ever had. He is, you know, like there's these, there's some actors that you don't change when the camera rolls. And it's like, you just see all of them through the lens and and whatnot. And he was like that in person. He was so transparent and, and friendly. And I remember I walked into the room and it's Bruce Willis. So of course there are going to be some jitters, you know, what is this going to be like? Oh my gosh, I don't know how I got here. And he saw me across the room, he walked up and like, hey, I'm Bruce Willis. You must be Haley. I'm like, oh my God, I know who you are. <laughs> and during the take, it, he we'd, he wouldn't leave during, you know, my coverage. He would just sit there with me and he was very present and he would improvise and we'd kind of just go, go along. And uh, yeah, it, I truly had no idea that anything was happening. He was either such a professional or it hadn't started yet. But when I heard that, it broke my heart because he was so sweet. And he was, yeah. and he's a genius. I mean, it's Bruce Willis. Like he, I really, I hope there's a way for them to heal that, but I don't, I don't know enough about what's going on. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough yeah. to see and it's tough to read about when they, you know, yeah. post some stuff out there. Yeah. Let's get, Let's get back to your music. You have an upcoming, okay. do we call it a CD? Do we call it an album? What do we call it nowadays? <laughs> I think you can call it whatever you want. Probably, I guess an album, because then it could be a vinyl or it could digitally be. streaming. I don't know. I think you can do whatever you want now. There's okay. so many different ways music's consumed. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's coming soon. It's called Till the End. Is there a theme of the songs that are on there? Is there? You know, this is... Um, this record is a work of love, a, a labor of love. It it came from the ashes of my whole life being burnt to the ground 
Uh, I had lost a record to Universal US actually in 2016 and then plummeted into the depths of despair and wanted to give up and life was awful. And finally realized, well, you can either assume that this is the end and, and it's over or you can pick yourself back up and make a record that if you only have one record left to make, you will know you gave the world your everything. And so it was a very challenging process, but I went back into the studio and tried to be as authentic to myself as possible and transparent. And so I, I'd say that in a lot of ways, the album is, uh, it's based in romance, but but a romance to the ups and downs of, of life. So there's, you know, and, and, and also just not giving up. There's, a, th a, a tiny thread throughout it where these songs kept me alive. Like they kept me going. They, they gave me purpose. So yeah, I'm so excited to release it. I mentioned in the intro, um, you collaborated on maybe one, one of the songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of, one of the songs with Sharon Stone, movie star <laughs> Sharon Stone. So how does that yeah, happen? Like, you know, well, <laughs> right. Well, she's a phenomenal writer. I mean, as we've seen now that she's released a book and whatnot, but I, it was around the time that my life all just started dissolving around me and I had a wake up call that, you know, oh, wow, I took a lot for granted. And one of my good friends in, in he was an agent at the time, Joel Roman called me up one day. He's like, hey, you know, I've, I've, I'm friends with Sharon Stone. And she's written, she's co-written some songs before, but she really is looking forward to, working with a woman and really being able to help and uh, kind of prop her up. And she heard your songs and wants to do something. I'm like, okay, cool. Sure. You know, give her my number. Like, well, not believing that anything would come of this. And then about a week later, I'm walking down the street in LA and I pick up the phone and I hear Haley, it's Sharon Stone. And um, I'm literally mid, mid sandwich at this point. I'm like, Oh, go back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the next week, I, she invited me to her house, and she had this gorgeous piano in the living room, and we sat down, and, and she kind of, she was one of the driving forces that re-encouraged me, I don't know if that's a word, but it is now, to discover the music I had loved as a kid, which was that 1940s, very romantic music that I kind of put in some boxes and hid in the attic because I didn't think it was relevant to anybody but myself. And so we wrote a song that she, like we wanted to write a song that was so romantic, like so based around that moment when you, you almost lose yourself because you're so in love. And uh, yeah, we wrote it in one afternoon and I, we're actually thinking about writing another one at some point once I've been so busy finishing producing the record, but once that's done, we're, yeah, she's such a sweetie. Maybe you could team up for an acting role together. I know. There you go. That's you. Never know. Anything. So we'll, we'll look out for that album, CD, Thank record, you. record, whatever we can call it. <laughs> Tape. I don't know. Like, what? <laughs> cassette, so many eight track. Final. <laughs> um, what, else is, what else is coming up? Uh, I believe you've been working on something recently for the future. Yeah. Yeah. We, well, so Lucky Hank is the thing that, I'm I'm a recurring guest star on that's coming out and has been coming out. It's so fun. I've always I've grew up in love with I Love Lucy and getting to be in the comedy of any form was just a dream come true. But I've also I just wrapped a uh, a movie of the week, which will be a 
fun little murder mystery called Something New. And I can't tell you much because it's not out yet. I'll probably get in trouble, but it's really cool. So keep an eye out for it. We'll we keep just finished that on Friday. Yeah. Huh? We will look out for that. Uh, yeah. Where can people find you on social media? So we could find out what all these upcoming music and <laughs> film, all these things that are coming out these for you. Things. Yeah, you know, it's pretty much Haley Sales across the board, all the usual suspects. H-A-Y-L-E-Y-S-A-L-E-S. Facebook's the only one that I had to put official on, but that's it. You'll find me. I'll pop up probably more than you want me to once <laughs> you start looking. That's okay. We want uh, everyone to know everything that's coming up for you. I oh, see a lot of great you. things in your future. I could, uh, more great that's things really are ahead. Sweet. More Thank great things you. are ahead. And when you are at a big blockbuster coming out or whatever, you know where you have to come back and promote it. Oh, clearly. I know. Yeah. I, I will. I'm, I'm very glad you took the time to talk to me. Absolutely. I want everyone to check out Till the End, um, Haley's new CD coming out soon, and all her other projects. So, Haley, thanks again for being here. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was fun, fun to chat with you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm John Contratti, and this has been another episode of Up Next.